Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. Too many things to prioritize is a numbers game gone wrong. It causes decision fatigue when you have to sort through so many options and it only gets worse every time one more is added. Just as organizing is easier with fewer things, so too is prioritizing. You can focus and choose much easier when you have a few items to sort than when you are inundated. What can you remove from your list today? You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping clients make space for what matters most in their lives. Join me each episode and we'll talk about decluttering, stress management, habits, personalized productivity, gratitude, and so much more. I understand the overwhelm of life because I'm a wife, mom to kids and cats, and a former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and I'm excited to dig into today's topic because it has come up, no exaggeration, with every single one of my clients. It's also been part of nearly every productivity conversation I've ever had. It's one that resonates so much and connects to so many aspects of being productive that I had to cover it. So let me ask you, have you ever felt like everything in your life is urgent? Do you feel like the majority of your energy goes to putting out fires at work and business and at home? Does it feel more reactive than proactive? That's one of the most common reasons my clients come to work with me. And if you feel this way, know that you are not alone. Life has a way of pushing you around, especially when you aren't clear on what you're trying to accomplish or how you're meant to work. Prioritizing changes that, but it requires making choices. And for many reasons, we can struggle with that. Please note that I haven't addressed scenarios today where you work for someone who sets your priorities. This is intended more for those who work for themselves, but the questions and principles can be applied to all scenarios. The fact is, when everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. Today, let's talk about why this happens and how to step out of urgency and into intentional choices that allow you to function your best on your terms. Because this topic connects to tasks, boundaries, and procrastination, I recommend listening to the following episodes to complement this one. Episode 107, Five Ways to Make Procrastination Work for You. Episode 69, Tackle Your To-Do List in Four Simple Steps. Episode 66, How to Trust Your Gut to Make the Right Choice. And Episode 53, Am I Codependent? I have a future episode on boundaries in the works, but in the meantime, I want you to think about it this way. You have a choice to make based on a variety of factors. Use what you know and make that choice confidently, then protect it. Easier said than done, I know, but that's the crux of prioritizing. 
Have you ever heard the Jerry Seinfeld shtick on taking and holding a reservation? Yeah, that holding part is key. So let's talk about where things go off the rails when it comes to prioritizing. And keeping it real, you likely already know the answer, though it may be hard to admit. As we go through these scenarios, I want you to stay curious and keep the judgment out of it. We all do these. It's a matter of discovering why and moving past it that will change your prioritizing game. Here are three common scenarios I see in my clients. Scenario one, you don't have a plan. Prioritizing? We don't need no stake in prioritizing. Let's go with the flow. The fires tell me my path. <laughs> you can go ahead and insert a maniacal laugh right here. So I have to ask, uh, how's that working out for you? One of the first and most common mistakes when it comes to prioritizing is not even trying. You may have gotten into the habit of working by urgency, but remember, just because it feels like the norm doesn't mean it's meant to be your reality. The fact is, it needs to be part of your tasks in its own meta way, because prioritizing and constant reprioritizing are an essential part of being productive. Scenario two, you try, but it's overwhelming. You have too much to choose from, which means you have a list that is essentially mental clutter. And what does clutter do? We've talked about this in so many episodes. It creates distractions. It demands your attention because it's an attention hog and encourages you to go find something else to do that's much more fun. So procrastination time. Too many things to prioritize is a numbers game gone wrong. It causes decision fatigue when you have to sort through so many options and it only gets worse every time one more is added. Just as organizing is easier with fewer things, so too is prioritizing. You can focus and choose much easier when you have a few items to sort than when you are inundated. What can you remove from your list today? This is the first D, declutter, delete, in the 4D system in the Tackle Your To-Do List episode. Scenario three, you leave it to someone else. We just discussed how overwhelming prioritizing can be, especially when you have so much to do. So why wouldn't you want to defer these choices if someone else is willing to take them on? I believe it runs deeper than that, actually. Not only does weariness and overwhelm play a role, so might your tendencies and mindset. In addition to allowing others to prioritize because it feels easier, you may also do so for these two reasons. One, you're a people pleaser. You want to be liked and plays well with others has ended up on report cards and annual evaluations for as long as you can remember. You're a team player and often an obliger. You want to help and you're happy to defer. Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with deferring in general. Please keep in mind there's a difference between being at peace because you know when to pick your battles and help others and being a doormat such that you don't have a say in what's important to you. The second reason is you defer too much to others because you don't trust yourself. <sighs> Ouch, right? Do you find yourself saying, well, what if I choose wrong? Well, you don't want to be the one to choose because this way you can't choose wrong, right? While that might feel logical and safe, it's fraught with inaccuracies. First of all, if it's your priority, how can you choose wrong? 
It might be perceived that way by someone else who wanted you to prioritize them or their tasks, but more often than not, it's simply a choice that you're making and you have to be okay with. Your choice will work in large part due to your confidence. If circumstances change, you can course correct and even pause and shift a task if necessary. Approaching it as your choice really helps. Scenario four, you do prioritize. You lay out your options and place them in order fairly well, but you don't fight for your choices. Now, this could very well be scenario 3B because they're very connected. Not protecting your choice is a boundary issue. You know what you need to do and in what order, but you aren't protecting the space and the right to do it. So I need to have you ask yourself why. And does it go back to the issues of not trusting yourself or the desire to please? Is it a misplaced sense of urgency? Ah, that's the perfect segue into the idea of urgency and how we can make informed choices. If you've struggled to shake the feeling that everything's a priority, you've probably researched prioritization techniques. And there's a reason that I didn't bring them up first. I wanted to talk about the underlying issues first, but let's talk about them. One in particular, but there are many of them out there. You've probably heard of Scrum, ABCDE, 139. But my personal favorite is the Eisenhower Matrix. The Eisenhower Matrix is one you probably know even if you don't know the name. The matrix is also known as the Eisenhower Method, the Urgent Important Matrix. It's a quadrant-based method of looking at your time and effort strategically based on combinations of urgency and importance. I like that it gets specific about the ideas of urgency and importance because although it may feel like everything is urgent, when you start comparing things, you realize they are not equal. In this system, there are four combinations, urgent and important, not urgent and important, urgent and not important, and not urgent and not important. Let's quickly define these. Important is indicative of significant worth or consequence. Urgent is calling for immediate action. You can see right away, I bet, that there are things on your list that the world would have you view as urgent that do not, in fact, require immediate action. You may also see quickly what is of great worth and consequence, too. Stephen Covey, who wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, mentions this matrix in Habit 3 specifically, which is prioritizing the important over urgent. His recommendations are as follows. Urgent and important. These are your highest priorities. They demand that you act quickly. Not urgent, but important. These are the tasks that have a much greater impact on helping you achieve your long-term goals. It's a sweet spot where you're proactive and making time for meaningful work. Urgent and not important. Well, these are the daily fires that suck your focus, energy, and time. And these, by the way, are the prime candidates for delegation or delay, especially when someone else has imposed that urgency on you. This is probably the place where you live the most, and it's the place we need to get you out of. Lastly, not urgent and not important, these tasks shouldn't even be on your to-do list. So let's get rid of them right now. And again, that is the first D 
of the four D's in tackling your to-do list. So be sure to listen to that episode. You can walk yourself through this and declutter that to-do list right away. So any of these traditional prioritization techniques can work if you have figured out the root cause of your resistance to prioritizing and your preferred way to choose how to spend your time. It's not about the technique. It's about making a choice. When we don't make a choice, the choice is made for us. No matter the outcome, be sure to choose on your own terms. I will add that there is a distinction between choosing on your own terms and choosing on your own. It can be helpful to have a sounding board and an advisor, provided that person has your best interests in mind and understands how you work best. If you have someone in your life who can do that, wonderful. If you are searching, may I encourage you to message me so we can chat. I can quickly assess where you are in the process and what next steps might be helpful to take. Plus, I'd love to learn more about you. Go to positivelyproductive.com slash call to book a time that works for you. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.